Well, that's almost nearly impossible, right? Like, do you stay off your phone like two hours before bed? You can't do it. Mm. What am I supposed to do? Sit in a bathroom and read a newspaper, mm. uh, lay in my bed and not scroll through anything, maybe just read a book. It's right. doable to a certain degree, but this is literally a part of us. It's literally a cyborg, this self. Oh, I gotta go. Hey. I've been working, so them please don't hit my phone. I'm in my zone, bro. Just leave me alone. Hey. Was on the road, but I swear I'm coming home. Now the drinks on me, I think we need a toast. See, I did it for me. Now my old friends calling, told them nothing's for free. Told me time is money, dog. Swear I paid on my fees. I was starving for this game. Now my fan they can't eat. Hey everyone. Welcome to the Cup of News episode, episode 77 with your boys, Peter and Matt here. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tuning in. We do appreciate your time. And if you guys find value in this podcast, please give a like, comment, share with your loved ones, share it with people on your story on social media. This is how we grow and this is how we get motivated to keep on producing high quality content. You guys have no idea when it's Monday and Friday, we check the stats and it's peaking like you know the unusual it motivates us you know so yeah, like one thousand dollars or something you know yeah day, it's, it's pretty solid so you know thank you for all the listeners some housekeeping cupofnurses.com for anything show notes anything cup of nurses related and we are frontline warriors club to check out blog posts about frontline and some other things that are on there that are that we're expanding and growing and then also pronto health is the app that we're working on it's going to revolutionize and innovate healthcare. You could sign up on the site already and join the waitlist. So put in your information and email, and you'll get some emails updating you on when it's going to get released. Coming, coming very soon. Yeah, can't wait, man. Exactly. And since I'm wearing inhale, exhale, sure, let's just take a deep breath all in before we start the show. Yeah. How you doing, Pete? Let's I'm roll. I'm doing great, man. I'm vibing hardcore now. I'm so chill, I might just slide off my chair, you know? <laughs> but on today's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of sunlight and of the potentially harmful effect of artificial light. So as animals on this earth, we require sunlight to function properly. And as people stay more indoors, we see an increase of certain issues that are associated with with solutions that are just a lack of sunlight, you know? So if you just go outside, it could fix a lot of things for you. Especially as hunter and gatherers, we're programmed that, hey, our, our eyes receive sunlight, it's wakeful time, nighttime, sun exposure gets mm -hmm. limited, and two hours after that decrease in sunlight, our body starts producing melatonin. That's a regular cycle that our body evolutionary has been programmed. Now, with blue light and everything we're gonna talk mm -hmm. about, when the hell does your body know when it's day and night? Yeah, it's it's easy for our light exposure to to increase, especially in modern age. Like Matt said, there's so much electronics around us, there's so much screens, where you could say the like the the part of your body that's responsible for the sleep and wake cycle it doesn't know that it's actually nighttime. Like right now, when Matt and I are recording later in the evenings or, or at night, like our body literally thinks it's day right now because of all this light that's that's hitting us, right? But Naturally, we should already be planning for sleep. It's highly recommended to like turn off your electronics and try to stay away from a screen two hours before bed. But that's almost nearly impossible, right? Like, do you stay off your phone like two hours before bed? You can't do it. Mm. What am I supposed to do? Sit in a bathroom and read a newspaper, 
uh, lay in my bed and not scroll through anything, maybe just read a book. It's right. doable to a certain degree, but this is literally a part of us. It's literally a cyborg, this cell phone, which is just a little sneak peek to next week's episode because we're going to talk about the damn metaverse. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, and even when you read a book, you're still exposing yourself to some sunlight. So you have to have like a very dim lamp. So it's almost impossible to not expose yourself to any kind of light. And also the light is directly going into our eyes, right? It's the phones, when you look at a phone, the screen's directly in your eyes. The only time when light isn't really hitting your eyes in like a natural form is when you have like on a side table and you're not looking at it. And, and just imagine how much we're screwing up our bodies just working night shift. We're spending 12 hours a night shift looking at that damn Cerner or Meditech or Epic screen, charting it in because we need to. And we're trying to go to sleep right after. Yeah, that's why I hate working night shift because yeah. our body is just completely screwed up. And you feel it just working, right? Right. Your, your circadian rhythm is flipped like crazy because you're awake when it's dark outside, but it's dark outside, but it's light inside. So your body's constantly exposed to artificial light and doesn't know that it's even dark outside. And then when you come home, you're driving home, the day's getting brighter and brighter, brighter as you drive. So your body thinks it's day again. And you don't have a twelve-hour twelve. You don't have a twelve-hour cycle anymore. It's just twenty-four hours because it's just constant light exposure. Even when you go to your room, you go to sleep. It's still light outside when you're sleeping. So it's almost like your body doesn't experience any kind of darkness at all. So imagine how depleted the melatonin is, and that's why nurses get stressed at work. That's why um, nurses crash. You hear that nurse that works three in a row, and then they just sleep for the whole next day. They literally sleep for twenty-four hours. So that's why that happens because our circadian rhythm and our sleep and awake cycle is so messed up is that our body does not know when it's day, when it's night because of all this light. And that's why you have a nurse or any person that works nights sleep for almost 24 hours that the next day that they're actually off. Since we're talking about nursing, I recently purchased a sleep mask mm -hmm. starting my contract in Austin. And I like you guys. So if you guys need help sleeping for night shift and are doing the blackout curtain stuff, just get a sleep mask. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I wake up and it's not on my head anymore. If it just falls off, because move around. But at least the beginning of your, what we call a K night, you, you're sleeping and your light is not getting, or your eyes are not getting light, what actually helps you fall asleep. Right, and I actually figure out the reason why you aren't falling asleep. Because if it's like the light, like Matt said, get the thing for your eyes, a sleep mask, that, that'll fix the solution. A lot of times they're just complaining about, hey, they can't sleep, and you ask them why, and I tell you these things and you're like, yeah, you could just buy like blackout curtains. You could just do certain things to help yourself sleep. You could even take some melatonin because as we know, the darkness promotes mel melatonin formation. So if it's light outside, maybe you're not falling asleep because you don't have enough melatonin to put you to sleep. So maybe you got to take some melatonin. But you got to be careful because nurses that have been on night shift or night shift workers in general, if you've been working nights a long time, your melatonin is depleted. So you might take like six milligrams and that might literally knock you on your ass. Something so small and so something so minute as melatonin it could literally knock you out for a long time because you're completely at like a depleted state. So you never at, at a high amount. It's almost like drinking caffeine for the first time. Or if you don't, if you take a caffeine break and you know if you normally drink 300 milligrams of caffeine every day, for example, and you stop doing that for a week, guess what? That first day back, you're gonna drink 100 and you're gonna be so wired. Yes. That's kind of how it works as well. Yeah. So the importance of sunlight, we all need it as functioning species in our planet. Both animals and both plants need sunlight. It kind of, it really does keep us alive. Uh, the production of vitamin D because of sunlight has many benefits, such as preventing uh, bone formations. It treats anxiety, depression. It helps with um, other benefits that we're going to talk about. 
we all need it. So let's talk about the benefits of sunlight. Yeah. So first one is going to be B vitamin D creation. So you need sunlight to make vitamin D. So vitamin D, a lot of times we, we say it's a fat-soluble vitamin, but it's not really a fat-soluble vitamin. It's something that we actually make in our bodies. And if you know the fat-soluble vitamins, you have to get externally to, to, to have them to be present in your body, right? So vitamin D is a little bit different because we have the, the precursors to vitamin D, but we actually don't know how to make it. So when you go outside in the sunlight, you get UV rays that, that hit your skin. And specifically UVB rays, those are the ones responsible to ignite this, this formation of, of vitamin D. So you have a precursor of vitamin D circulating in your body or actually it's in your skin. And then once UVB rays hit it, that precursor is now able to change to vitamin D. And that gets synthesized in your liver and your kidneys and then it gets released throughout the body. So without, without sunlight, you would not be able to produce vitamin D. And of course, yeah, people say you get them at supplements, but that's not the actual true vitamin D. It's something that you have to naturally produce and that can only get you so far, the, the artificial stuff. Yeah. And even as maybe you're driving around and listening to this, don't always wear sunglasses. So sunglasses are a form of protection when the sun rays get dangerous. Maybe you're staring directly at them and working periodically. But if you're just driving or something brief, you know, we're already deficient in vitamin D as a nation in America. So take off your sunglasses because it's actually very beneficial for your eye. Don't literally stare at the sun. But hey, couple told me to stare at the sun. Then I freaking lost my vision. Don't do all that. But just minimal sun exposure to the eyes is actually very, very healthy. 100%. And we actually did some research. And when you're behind glass, you know how you can see the sun behind glass because it's clear? The UVB rays don't penetrate glass. So you may think you're getting sunlight because you're working by a window, but if that window isn't opened and the rays aren't hitting, hitting you, it's being blocked by the glass. And we actually looked into, like, you know how sometimes your glasses say UV protection or any kind of, you know, words like that, but they're plastic, right? It doesn't matter that they're plastic because they're, they have a special kind of coating on them that actually prevents UVB as, as well. So like if you're wearing glass, glass is made out of glass, you're not getting the vitamin D wherever that glass is blocking yeah. it. And also the UVB and UV general are protected plastic glasses. So the perspective. Yeah, and mm. this also blew my mind when we were doing research that vitamin D is one of the oldest hormones that mm. have been around for the earliest life forms, which is over 750 million years. Like the little phytocons and zooplankton that we see in the oceans, these animals actually need sunlight to be able to create growth and maintenance of healthy mm. skeletal cells literally from birth to death yeah and this is this is a trip to me because if vitamin d is so healthy we're literally suppressing this beautiful sun reaching us with homes and workspaces that always have roofs and we're covered up and then they tell us that we need to put on sunscreen when we're outside because mm. it causes cancer which it does but if you kind of like look at the big perspective of this it's unhealthy. Yeah, it's very it's very unhealthy. Like, yeah, the recommendation of sunlight isn't a whole lot. I think it's like 15 minutes to half an hour or 15, 20 minutes, depending on where you are Midday, yeah. and what part of the year it is. But like, we're going towards a, a lifestyle that's more indoors. So imagine when the metaverse comes out or whatever virtual reality or augmented reality comes out and you're not going to see people leave leave their, their apartments, their, their homes, because you could have stuff delivered to your, to, your, to your home 
every day almost if you think about it there's really no need for you to leave your leave your place of, of living to go to grocery store even you currently. get delivered yeah currently you, you could do all, everything on amazon you could have your groceries brought to you you could have your coffee brought to you you could have your dinner brought to you you could have meals you really don't have to step outside the only reason you have to step outside is if you want to do something something like active or something like that if you want to go shopping but you don't even have to go shopping you have to you have to do anything you, you could be a little hermit and live in, in, a, in a room and just live out of that room easily could be done because you don't need a car because you got everything delivered to you. Literally everything delivered. Even to you. stick a phone in yourself and yeah. never have to use the bathroom. Exactly, man. And that's crazy. That's possible. So we're kind of moving. If that's already possible, imagine what's going to be possible in the future if we already have that that option. That's crazy. Yeah, this is more for next week's episode, but mm -hmm. it's like imagine creating a service in the future where they could help you be independent, away from needing to do everything, and it's a service because you're in virtual reality will take care of everything for you on the outside three-dimensional world so you could just keep hanging out in mm -hmm. 4d we'll take care of it out yeah. here forever for a long you want because you won't feel anything in the real world because you'll be so locked into this artificial world where you won't they'll put needles in you they'll put different things in you and not gonna notice it because this fictitious cyber world is more realistic to you and you're happier there than you are or you would be in this external world but that's like a false it's a fa false idea. Yeah, don't don't that get into it. Yeah, we gotta take it off. Um, let's talk about let's talk about sleep promotion <laughs> here. You know, we're gonna keep going down a rabbit hole, and then the video's gonna get deleted. Yeah, I know, right? Unfortunately, so yeah. the benefit of sunlight also has to do with sleep, and we talked about sleep the way it hits the retina, where it's sending literally information to your brain. It's giving it a signal that it's nighttime or daytime, accordance to what's going on, and a natural sunlight actually affects your. Um, circadian rhythm so we were talking about that that's actually known to increase or decrease melatonin production that's why night shift messes you up so much and it also helps with bone formation so we have the osteoclasts and blasts that are involved and we need a vitamin d as a regulator of this formation and of the balance of calcium and phosphorus in the medical community when you someone says vitamin d their first association is probably going to be bone formation and calcium so this is exactly this is exactly what's going on here. For you to move around calcium, for you to take out calcium from the bone, put it back in to maintain levels of certain electrolytes like phosphorus and other ones, you need vitamin D because the because the cells that do these things, let's just say like Matt said, osteoclast. So osteoclast responsibility is there's a low amount of calcium in, in the blood. So what these osteoclasts do is they take out the calcium from the bone, they break down the bone, take out the calcium and put it in your blood. Because calcium isn't only used for bone formation, it's also used for muscle contractility, it's also used in, in neurochemical tra uh, transmission for your brain to work, and it's calcium, right? So that's why you have to have enough calcium in the blood, but you also have to have, to have calcium outside the blood for bone formation. So with these being said, or with this osteoclast being said, is they have vitamin D receptors. So for them to function, they need vitamin D in them. Because if you don't get vitamin D, they can't properly, you could say, break down and create this calcium. And it's on the flip side of why you also have osteoblasts. And osteoblasts' role is to take out the calcium from the blood and actually help with bone formation. So vitamin D receptors are also found on those cells as well. So if you don't have vitamin D in the, in the system, you can't do, you can't take the calcium from the blood and put it back into the bone and form any kind of bones. So this is crazy because imagine if you had no vitamin D, you have different diseases that cause different bone formations, different kind of growth issues like rickets and things like that. And those are scary diseases that we don't want to have. And you don't want anybody around you to have because you can't live with those kind of issues. You're literally 
you're creating a great argument for like sunscreen, for example. Like what are the risks and benefits? If you're have being completely, you know, deficient, you you said that your body can only compensate for so long with this deficiency till calcium and phosphorus doesn't have the signal for needing a receptor site for vitamin D. Right, 100%. Yeah, and if, you know, if you go on our show notes, actually, we have a few studies down there that actually, scientists actually explain how they found out that certain cells have vitamin D receptors. That's how the scientists found out the importance of vitamin D is they kind of mapped it out and said, hey, who uses vitamin D in the system? And they have vitamin D receptors. And that's how you realize how important vitamin D is, is because it's tracked all the way from like the time it's created to where it goes to for use. This is why science is ever changing mm -hmm. and ever fixed because we have not even understood our body. Look in the past, look at the past two years that we've been podcasting, we've realized all these breakthroughs that are happening. We've been talking about the, you know, gut microbes so much. We, we've known about this for a while. Now the scientific community is waking up more. And the, these other trends that we talk about in the, you know, vitamin D. So it's, I'm gonna tell you guys right we, now, we we're really always don't ahead know of trend. Yeah, we're, we're ahead of trends. And that's why also we really don't know shit. Mm. Like how can we like tell society to make decisions or do whatever where we really don't know what the hell is happening. Mm. We're just humans testing theories, trying to freaking figure it out somehow, but we really don't have it figured out. Our body no. is just so beautifully created. Yeah, and that's and how we started this, this podcast is because Matt and I are actually willing to look into these topics that some of you guys are interested in that you know, might not have the time to research. Like, for example, this Monday Couple News episode is they started during a, during a pandemic because we're trying to figure out what was going on and how could we kind of help, right? So if you look at our beginning of our episodes, we literally talk about vitamin C, vitamin D. Like I want to say the third or fourth week into, into the news episodes, right? We're telling people about, about what you should be doing to better your, your life. And then, hey, one year down, down the line, you hear the CDC and the WHO and the government talk about the benefits of vitamin D and vitamin C. So we're a little bit, I could say, ahead of a lot of trends and we give good health advice, not to you know, toot our own, own horn or anything, because we actually look into this. And if, it, if we look at, at the facts and it shows that it's not that correlated, then we let you guys know, like antioxidants. Like a lot of people preach antioxidants, but to be honest, antioxidants is still like 50-50. A lot of people say that antioxidants don't really have a role in things. A lot of people say they're very important, but still on the fence. We even did an antioxidant episode a while back too, uh, talking about both sides. So like, like take health advice and yeah. also do your own research because you're only going to be able to find out the truth if you actually look into it and not just look at one person's opinion or viewpoints. Exactly. Which is why freedom of speech is so important and it should not be censoring anything anybody off the internet because Darwinism has its best. If you can be that idiot that's going to look at dumb information and, and follow it, then, you know, shit happens. You know, like if you're going to do, do a study, if you read a study online that says, hey, 20 people put their hand above a stove and they burned it and you're still skeptical and you do it, just be ignorant about it, then, you know, you're going to get burned kind of thing, you know? I agree with you. I agree. Teach drone and mm. have some critical thinking in life. And that's why we're also podcasts. We're trying to teach you how to critically think and understand different aspects and concepts of life as we're learning it ourselves because we're the... Not that we're not, we're their learners of life. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sunlight also has a benefit for anxiety and depression. So natural sunlight when it hits your body and there's a process of production of serotonin. Serotonin has been known to boost mood and help a person feel calm and focused. So this More is- heavy chemicals like dopamine. Exactly. So that's a huge, huge benefit. And scientists don't know exactly 
the theory of why anxiety and depression happens. We usually talk about neurochemical balances, mm -hmm. but it might be this one neurotransmitter serotonin that could have a direct correlation. So yeah. more vitamin D or more sunlight, it does not hurt. Right. And you know, what's releasing serotonin, like working out. So maybe you don't need like an SSRI or like any kind of antidepressant or a pill or medication. Maybe you just got to go outside, maybe play some sports outside, move around a little bit, go on a jog because you're going to increase your serotonin two ways from the sun and you being active. And a third way you're going to activate serotonin and that kind of level is you're going to slowly see a progress in your lifestyle. And that's going to also boost serotonin because it's going to show you that you're able to spark a change in your life and you're also able to see the results and those that progression and those results increasing every week, or every month or whatever is also going to make you happy. So it's like a giant wheel and revolving door of, of pleasure. Yes. Mm. Set goals, get after it, find that higher purpose in your life. You know, mm. I, I wanted to talk so much about that because I'm always passionate about these topics, but we got to stick to this episode because mm. there's so much. So the next concept here that we're going to talk about and i'm going to be very careful with my words because on youtube i think 40 episodes got taken down based on the keywords that we talk about aka c19 mm -hmm. so we're going to be very careful here not to spill too many beans and i want people to watch my episodes yeah. and that's so sad that freedom of speech is taken away because of misinformation or something is that crazy i feel like we have to address this issue every x amount of episodes because we talk, we said this like multiple times. Spotify was doing it first. We caught YouTube doing it, then we caught Apple and Spotify doing it, and then YouTube got caught again by so, us. So I guess we're saying certain words that aren't supposed to be said, like Voldemort or something. Yeah. And I hope in the future our community grows, where we could have a little bit more donations or have like a stream that's private, away from third-party companies that get to do whatever they want with our content. Yeah. And then we could really talk. Yeah, right? maybe someone wants to create us a server. There's a private yeah. server, anybody out there that's, you know, very tech savvy. That's listening to I us. Have a lot of, I know we have a lot of female listeners. Maybe y'all got like a boyfriend or something that's very tech savvy. You can build a server. You know, we'll be glad to meet the guy. If you can build a server for us, you know, that'd be cool. I agree with you. So, so there's on a blockchain. Yeah, there's evidence. Makes NFTs. <laughs> I'm not a seller coin. I'm Governor's a coin. <laughs> so there's con a role. coin everywhere. Get it now. 100 con coin. I'm joking. I won't interrupt you anymore. All right. So there's evidence that shows that vitamin D had a role in the status of C19 outcomes. Uh, this was from an episode, episode 10, when we started Cup of News. That's actually not on YouTube. So I'm, that's why I'm trying to be careful. So I pulled data from 239 different locations from Jan 2020 to April of 2020. And it said that vitamin D has, has a preventative role in past respiratory viruses pandemics. And in the study, they discuss how the molecular me mechanism, mechanism, mechanism gotcha. just learn my words here, of vitamin D was actually able to prevent respiratory viral infections and protect against ARDS, which mm -hmm. is a huge thing in the hospitals right now. And this vitamin D had a direct effect on Rangiotensin system. So this is the same system that that little bug uses to hijack our body. And it's actually able to modify the response of the host, which is your body, to prevent the cytokine storm formation, which we've been hearing that's induced by C19 that causes a shitty situation in our body that's leading to a lot of mortality. Yeah, it's crazy because this was actually being prescribed to people that had COVID-19. Damn it, they had C19 I'm smack in the hospital. I'm smack you, you already messed up. Anyways, let's continue. Yeah, so, because man, I work in a hospital, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure everybody knows by now, but when we were working during the pandemic, 
all the patients were given vitamin D, PO route, or I haven't done really IV route, but PO, everybody was on it. As well as with like all the other medication that, that we give, remdesivir and all those. But vitamin yeah. D, but that was something that wasn't given in the beginning. And then like a few weeks in, they started giving it. But they didn't really talk about it on the news until like six or eight months after we were given it. Yeah, they couldn't find a strong correlation until further down the line. It took yeah. over a year. But they couldn't just, they couldn't talk about it. Every time a new medication came out, they would talk about it right away, even if it had unproven results. But someone that they would give standard, like vitamin D, they didn't, they didn't talk about it for a long time. There's no money involved. Yeah, you exactly, know how right? Goes. Mm. And literally 42% of the U.S. population has a deficiency. Uh, and this is mostly patients that are being affected with poor nutritional habits, stage of 65, women in menopause, and that are getting minimal sun exposure. So, and this is wild because right now there's no protocol for vitamin D. There's no standard in the US for it. And it's yet it's so essential. Uh, there's also a study on sunlight since we're talking about the benefits. Uh, they took the, the C19 uh, strain and they aerialized it and they exposed it to direct sunlight at uh, 20 Celsius, which is 68 Fahrenheit. The virus was able, actually able to inactivate and either be literally suppressed. So the halftime was six minutes. Within 20 minutes, 90% of C19 was destroyed due to sunlight. Mm. Yet they wanted to keep us inside, which didn't make any sense, where being outside in nature was actually safe. It was more people to people contact. I remember how it was like so scary where people said it's going to stand two weeks in metal and all this fearful crap. You had to watch with these crazy wipes and you had to let it air out for like five minutes or whatever before you could use it again. It was, it was a crazy thing in the hospital because in a hospital, we were the ones that were dealing with it. So everything was kind of, you could say, all over the place because we didn't know what to do, what was right, right to do, what was wrong, how this should be done, how that should be done. We had no idea. So we were just doing everything and anything. So whenever someone came out like, hey... You know, chlorhexidine, if they said chlorhexidine worked on it, everybody would be using chlorhexidine. Then, it then they would say alcohol is the only thing that kills it. So everyone was using alcohol. You know, so we didn't know. So everyone's kind of throwing everything in a kitchen sink at it, and we still couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And, and we, and we st I feel like we still have, don't have to figure it out. Still in the process. But yeah, we got a, but we, we got vaccine for it, you know. What was interesting about this is sunlight kills things. It mm -hmm. kills viruses. It kills bacteria. And we even use it in the hospital. We have when um, housekeeping comes with those giant lights, UV Trudies, lights, yeah. and they, they destroy these C diff rooms and the C19 rooms that are cleaned. Literally, UV rays are killing things because we do it in the hospital. So why wouldn't you believe that sunlight can do that? Mm. Yeah, man. Strange, right? It's, Strange. Just, it's just weird. Just weird how, no weird one, how no one can make these connections for some reason. Nobody can make these connections. Yeah. All of a sudden, just people just forgot how to do science, you know? Yeah. So benefits of sun, we kind of discussed very in depth, but now we're going to go into another form of light, which is artificial light. Mm -hmm. And this is unfortunately harmful to our body and it mostly messes up our natural light sleep cycle, or I wanted to say light and dark, but night and uh, night and day cycle, because we know our ancestors had this natural evolutionary you know, biomechanics of melatonin production when night happens and we've destroyed it with artificial light. Mm -hmm. So according to research, it's beneficial for you to get off your phone three hours before you go to bed. Ideally, but who does but it's, that? It's impossible. Yeah, it's, it's literally impossible because I'm literally doing work or doing something up until I literally go to bed. So maybe I'll put on a movie or something for like an hour, but that's still light. 
you know, even if you put on a movie, not, not necessarily work at, at the computer, but to watch the movie, you're still getting light. So it's impossible. And it's mostly the blue light that's very harmful to the eye that's mm. causing all these effects. So one thing you can do is either the best thing to do is limit it. But if you can't, there's also those blue light glasses. I did some research on it. It seems like the research is 50-50. I don't think it hurts for beneficial protection because we know these screens are bad anyway. Mm. So I would still say, hey, get them to avoid the abundance of blue light that's in our life right yeah. now. Because I feel like there's not a lot of research that's done on this. Because I feel like if they do a lot of research, the results that they get might be a little scary. And think about trying to convince the whole world not to use as much lights and tell these companies not to make these screens brighter and nicer and nicer to look at. Tell the, tell the world to do that. You can't. It's, it's not gonna. It's not going to to happen. So that's why I think science is kind of not looking at this too much because it's something that's already in program in programmed in our lifestyle and our living that it would do more harm to research than that's not research almost. Right? Wouldn't that be crazy? Because what if they start what if they start saying that, hey, for example, and don't call me on this, you know, for example, let's just say light increases the chance of breast cancer by twenty percent. That's that would be insane. That or be. if it increases any kind of cancer by twenty percent. So now try turning society into a more dark society. You look outside the window right now, there's a bunch of light out there. You got light posts, you got cars driving, you got stores open, even closed stores have the light being emitted for them. Tell people that everything has to be dark after a certain amount of time. Yeah, I don't that think society is going to go that way, especially mm -hmm. with the way we merge closer with technology. It's counterintuitive. Yeah. And that's why when we did episodes like about EMF radiation and its harmful effects, you don't see the FCC posting documents about this and standing up for all mm -hmm. these humans that are getting damaged by it. It's just not part of the plan. Yeah. There's there's different stakeholders that are at place that want uh, society going a diff different direction. So even if it's harmful, we're not going to talk about it. Right. Same way why you don't see the you know on the news <clears throat> or anybody on left side talking about pollution, like pollution of the oceans. They're trying to fix it in like the background and the back end, but you don't see it on the news every day. You don't. I don't know how much pollution there is in the oceans. There's people out there that, that, that do know it, but they're not disclosing information. Because try to limit pollution now. Try to limit plastics. A hard thing to do. Start telling companies that, hey, you guys switch from class, plastic to glass all of a sudden. The whole infrastructure will fall apart. So I feel like sometimes things are ignored for that reason. You know where I'm coming from? Which is crazy to think about. But you should still try to, to do as much to not do those things. So let's just say, yeah, I know light is impossible to, to get away from, but you're still trying to minimize that. That's why blue light glasses, I, th I think they do work with, with the concept of, of minimizing the exposure. Yeah, 100%, you know I agree yeah. with you. Deep, deep topics there, or deep thoughts. Experts are also saying that digital strain is a symptom that's in 50% of Americans due to symptoms such as dry eye, irritated eyes, and blurred vision. Mm -hmm. uh, blue light is actually studied and it's called that it actually could cause damage to the retina directly mm. which is called phototoxicity yep and that, uh, they've showed it on animal studies so it's not human studies yeah but th think about it in like a more you know you could say concept based if you are getting dry eyes more frequently if you're getting blurred vision more frequently if you need to put in eye drops more frequently if you have a headache more frequently then obviously that over time is going to damage your eyes it's not something that's like really hard to to grasp. It's something that people don't talk about a lot. Yeah, I have it myself, man. We look how much we are, we're in our screens. In order to prepare for this episode, we research things. We have to write it out. We communicate on Zoom and all these calls mm -hmm. all the time. 
I'm on the computer charting all the time at work. I wake up and we're always on computers. Mm. Like I, I do feel my vision getting worse. Yeah. Or just blurry vision and, or have that headache where I just need to close everything off and take a break. Right. Think about it. So there has been an increase of people getting glass and, and contacts over the years. Just If you don't believe me and you haven't done the research or looked at it, look back at, because we're 27, so let's take it, let's me and you take a look back at third grade. Not many people had glasses when we were in third grade, okay? And then think about how many people you saw with glasses in eighth grade, a little bit more. And then how many people had glasses in high school, a little bit more, in college, and now in, in healthcare. A lot of people have glasses. It's almost like the majority of people have, have glasses that don't have glasses. And we do, and also people wear contacts where it's not visible, right. so we don't even know. Yeah. Now LASIKs come into play. What if we get those people too? Because mm -hmm. technically they're a part of the statistic of having poor vision. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot amongst us that have, yeah. have hurt eyes. Exactly. And the point I'm trying to, to make is what has changed over time that could be causing this? Because there's not a lot of research out there that, that has shown you this or people that want to that answer these questions. Why? It's due to phones and TVs. What have we started doing in the last 10 years, 15 years that we have not done as exponentially in the past? Screens. Screens are a whole new concept. Before you had iPods, you had CD players. But then guess what? You had iPods where you had, now you had to look at a screen. There's a, a less this, of it. Yep. Now we're exposed in multiple ways, yep. in different aspects like never before. Yeah, yeah, so it's one of those things that I know science knows, but it's like, what are you going to do about it? You, no matter if you come out with the research that says it's 50-50, society's not going to stop creating better and better screens. We're going to have to have fixes for these issues because these are the issues that we're going to have going on as, as a human race. Where now, due to our genetics and due to the higher prevalence of glasses, maybe people are going to come out with a real blurry vision. Maybe babies, babies might already have blurry vision because our genetics are already programmed so deeply that at some point we're going to get blurry vision and... Uh, just happens to be at a younger and younger and younger and younger age. Now imagine where, and this is still f decades away because I was listening to that Mark Zuckerberg interview and they're nowhere near, but eventually I'm these contact lenses. Real quick, I'm a little disappointed at the Gary Vee interview with Mark Zuckerberg. It wasn't he, as in depth. Yeah, he could, have some, he could have had a lot of good, I could have had better questions for that guy. So when you have this contact, you need to power it on. It has to be a projector, but Im imagine in the next couple of decades when the contact lens is going to have all that, where the screen is not three feet away, it's literally inside of your eye transmitting signal. What are the long-term effects of the retina there? Yeah, and you swallow a 5G pill and that'll give it the energy. Because what if we figured out a way that, hey, we could power something remotely? That would be insane. You wouldn't have to charge it, you would just power it from an external source. So maybe you might have that contact in your eye, but the battery pack might be in your pocket and it might be it might send it to wireless battery pack. Just transmitting and feeding mm -hmm. that signal versus having glasses where it has a battery pack on the actual, uh, the actual item, right? That'd be interesting. That'd be very interesting. Blue light also has some effects on mental health. So, nighttime exposure to blue light was linked to depression in animal studies, and then also there was a studies on SAD, seasonal anxiety depression disorder, that. It had the exact opposite effect. So research actually showed that 20 minutes of blue light exposure in the morning was able to uh, ease symptoms of SAD. Mm -hmm. So some benefits here that 
I don't I, I don't know exactly why how this happened, but it was something about the corticosteroid that was released in the morning due to the yeah. blue light group so, that caused this benefit of relieved symptoms in the anxiety yes. depression group. So what they what they found out is that because blue light uh, inhibits the release of melatonin because it's a light, and specifically blue light, you're not getting well rest because you're not making melatonin at night. And also, since you're not making a melatonin, what you're doing is you're causing a release of, of steroid, which causes inflammation uh, in, in, your, in your body, which then causes that depression. So a combination of increased stress hormone and decreased mel melatonin, that's what's caused you to have those kind of depressive and anxiety symptoms because just the way blue light and light in general and artificial light affects you during the night and the day as well. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, is that wild, man? And same with like these, like those mycotoxins. You, it's impossible to get to have a lifestyle now that doesn't include any mycotoxins. It's the ability and efficiency for you to minimize that exposure. Yes, and it's we even this was way back that we did episodes on it. But shrimp in the ocean mm. are having the collectiveness of these microplastics because of the stuff that they eat. Mm -hmm. Now we have daily microwave exposure with plastic containers. Our food is wrapped in that or in styrofoam, uh, what's it called, trays. It's just being leaked into our body. So we're just consuming these microplastics and thinking that everything is a-okay. And then we have the rise of all these crazy diseases. And Dude. we don't know why it's happening. It's unlinked. And maybe it's this chemical. But we're, try we're trying to, we're like chasing things in science, trying to reverse the symptoms of greater issues that are happening that are not being talked about in our society mm -hmm. as we talked about this whole episode yeah dude and i want to go on i want go on yeah we could go on a rant about mm -hmm. this man but we just need to solve the problem at bay and really just get after it governments need to be proactive in these things mm -hmm. we're just always putting band-aids on things as we always talk about and at, and at the end of the day it just comes down to the human because the state can't watch over you and do everything for you you have to take that accountability and be the better human and have less exposure to this or eat or diet or exercise because no one's gonna do it for you. 100%, you gotta be the change that you wanna see in the world because no one sees the change that could be made besides you. Maybe you're seeing a different perspective or viewpoint that you could possibly change or you could spark something that leads to even bigger and more changes. So just doing it. And I was gonna talk about the whole like super plant-based and giant agriculture situation they have going on. But I'll save that for the next episode. Let's do it. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in on this episode where we discuss the benefits of sunlight, why it's important, and the role of vitamin D, vitamin D that has in your body. We are solar beings, and we cannot live without sunlight. So get out there and get some sun. Stay active. Stay happy. And see you on the next episode. See you guys. Peace.